Welcome back to On La Nose. This week is a continuation of the conversation that was started last week with Ivy. Uh, that was episode 23, so if you didn't get a chance to listen to that and you want to get caught up, uh, definitely go back and listen. I hope that you guys had a great week and have a great week. Thanks for listening. That's actually not a bad idea, yeah, so that way people can get an idea. Um, because they changed the laws up here a few years ago where like now motorcyclists, you know, the way it's supposed to, the way it's worded and it's supposed to play out is that if the speed limit is under 25, like on the freeway or something, if everything's dropped down to 25, then like the motorcycle can legally either use like the shoulder or go between the cars. Um, but of course, you know, the motors, the motorcyclists up here and stuff like that, they sure as fuck don't go by that rule. Like they will yeah. fly right in between cars when you're going like 65, they'll fly right in between you like at night or in broad daylight, you know, and you're like, holy shit. Like I was about to change lanes over to here. And like this guy flew in between me and like another space or something. And I'm like, if I had decided to like, just be like, change lane. Uh, he would have been like right into the back or the side of my car. And I'm like, God yeah. damn, you fucking idiot. That drives me crazy yeah. too. Like California lane sharing is now officially actually legal for a long time. It was a gray mm -hmm. zone that the yeah. law was technically, it was technically it's legal to pass a car that's parked on the shoulder mm -hmm. and stay in the lane with the car. Mm -hmm. And they use that as a technicality to allow motorcyclists to lane split, but you're supposed to do it safely. And you know, like if traffic's going slow and part of the reason for that was back in the day, motorcyclists were air cold. So you, you needed them to keep moving or they would overheat if they're sitting like in traffic. Mm -hmm. And um, so, but it's people, you know, like in the Bay Area and stuff, um, I would commute to work. I would go into San Francisco on my motorcycle. And by the time I got there, I would be so angry and it would not be the car drivers. It would be the other motorcyclists because we would be like on the Bay Bridge and there's motorcyclists doing like 80 on going between cars in every single lane. And you're supposed to do it on the leftmost lane, mm -hmm. you know, and I when I lived in Southern California, the motorcyclists would lane split together. Like we would all, even if we were doing 80, we, you could have a cop leading you on his motorcycle at 80 miles per hour, but we did it together. You know, instead of having the motorcyclists everywhere, the car drivers are like, where do I go? What do I do? You know, like, and I'm like, you know, we as motorcyclists have a responsibility to be responsible with what we're doing so that we can work together with the car drivers. And instead they're like acting like these entitled little brats. So I was like, Oh, why do I hate the motorcyclists more than the car drivers? This isn't how it's supposed to be. <laughs> like, um, but there's there's times yeah. that I'm in traffic that I'm like, I wish I had a motorcycle or a two wheeled vehicle, you know, to to get by through here. Like, yeah, I could easily, you know, when all traffic is stopped, if I had a motorcycle, yeah, there's plenty of room on the shoulder for here for me to go, you know, 25 through here and just kind of like, yeah, I don't need to fly on by at 60 miles an hour. I can kind of go at a lower speed, but I'm like, I'm going to get places faster than this traffic. And like, I don't see motorcyclists up here do that. They just go batshit crazy. And I'm just like, you idiot. Like, yep. you just like, you, 
they're not paying attention to what's going on around them, you know, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've almost, you know, turned a bunch of them into, you know, bugs on my car. And I'm like, this is crazy. I was like, yeah, no, not cool. Yeah. yeah it, so. There's like a, a culture of us versus them that's mm -hmm. yeah. pervasive in the U.S. anyways. And I, I think that that's like part of, part of what we're seeing is a motorcyclist, like, feel like, they're separate from the car drivers when, you know, we're all working together. Mm -hmm. Like that's why there's road laws. Like is if we all follow the laws, then traffic moves safely and correctly. And, you know, I get like, there are certain laws that I'm like, yeah, those don't really matter in the grand scheme if you do the other stuff. Mm -hmm. But I get really like, like I get mad when people don't merge right and stuff. I don't like road rage, but I get yeah. like my brain goes, that person is an entitled piece of shit. Like, you know, like I literally like just be like, yeah, I totally judge that person is not a good person because of how they drive. And, you know, because it's just so like, I don't know. I had somebody cut me off the other day and the way they did it was so inconsiderate that I, it was like, if you take that behavior and plug it into say an in-person interaction, they, they would have to be like a really nasty person. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't feel bad having that judgment. You know, yeah. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't meet them in person and be like, I think you're a bad person, but it would be a red flag mm -hmm. that I would hold and then gauge, you know, against them. I totally understand that. Like one thing in Portland is like our, the freeway system and roads through Portland are such a mess uh, just how they're how they're done they were built so hastily and poorly you know back in the 50s and 60s um robert moses the same guy that did the stuff for new york he took it on here for portland and like the only ever good thing was that the i-5 was a straight stretch of freeway for like maybe a mile that was it the rest of it is this twists and curves and it goes down to literally like two lanes and one is a merge lane and it's crazy you're driving and then people will like pull up on you and they have like the whole left lane they can get into and do their fast speed and do whatever it's open it's there i'm like i'm in the middle lane going the speed limit i'm out of the merge lane and they fly up behind me and I'm just like, what is your problem? <laughs> they fly around me on the right, nearly go off the shoulder, fly back around. I'm like, what was that about? Yeah. Okay. And it's just like, that made no sense. Like, just like, yeah, stay in the left lane if you want to pass, asshole. I'm like, whatever. Like, crash and burn, motherfucker. I don't care. <laughs> it's... it's it's one of the things I like about going into other states. Mm -hmm. um, so going up into Oregon or going down into Arizona, especially, um, is at least in um, in the areas closer to the border, the 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 laws about the passing lanes are actually enforced. And mm. so, like, you don't just sit in the left lane. Like, you get into Oregon, and the cops will come up behind you and be like, "You need to get over. This is a passing lane." Right. And in California, you get these people, they're not even doing the speed limit and they stay in the passing lane. And it's so so you end up with people habitually always driving in the other lanes and passing. And mm -hmm. it's like really, you know, chaotic and dangerous. And um, and then like I've been where I've been going, where my my RVs parked that area not that long ago had like only two lane freeways. And so people still drive 
with the habits of a two-lane freeway, even though it's three or four lanes now. And um, so they do things like if you want to pass, they speed up to block you and just these weird, like, yeah. local cultural things. And then mm -hmm. I'm just like, I just try to stay really far away from yeah. everybody. I totally agree. It's just, it gets crazy. And you're just like, I'm just trying to drive somewhere. I want to go get my ice cream before I get on the radio here and talk with Ivy, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's. I mean, it's like that everywhere. I When I traveled, I found it really interesting to look at, like, traffic flow and behaviors in other countries. Like, you know, uh, there's sort of this, like, stereotype that, like, Asian people are bad drivers, right? Mm. And, um, and I think that that legitimately comes from the fact that the driving culture is so different that when they come here, they're behaving in ways that we don't predict. Mm -hmm. But over there, it works perfectly well. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you'd have like a, these six lanes merging onto the freeway. Absolute like chaos, except that they all let each other go. Mm -hmm. So if you don't merge as expected, they will get mad at you because they're letting you go. They like work together, mm -hmm. like merge into this. It is just a complete, and I was like, I've literally seen people do this in the U S where it caused problems because that's not how our traffic flows. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that literally makes so much sense. Like, you know, um, so is, is, interesting just to see what works in other places not that they don't have traffic problems or accidents or dumb things happen either it's just slightly sometimes different than what we have mm -hmm. here i actually kind of like i actually kind of like asian drivers better you know i've never had an issue with them because they don't have a they don't have a truck culture over in let's say specifically japan they don't have truck culture over there like they do here in america <laughs> or some douchebag comes up in a big truck and revs his engine and you're just like fuck off okay get the fuck off me right now i swear to god my car is just gonna completely go underneath you like you wouldn't want that to happen yeah i have a tiny little car they could literally drive over me <laughs> yeah same i i drive a tiny little green hatchback and like i could duck and, and never touch the top or the bottom of your truck so but yeah, like yeah. You rev up and I always have the comment in my head like, hey, don't drive your wife's truck like that. If she finds out, you know, you didn't go to Whole Foods right away, you know, you're not going to be able to drive it for another week. Okay. Like, right. yeah, but that's, oh my God. The, so the area from lots of agriculture, but in my lifetime has changed to be like more wine country, mm -hmm. but the truck culture has stayed and it's gone from being functional farm trucks mm -hmm. to like, I don't know why they have them trucks, right? Yeah. They're not even dirty. Like, a little, a, you know, little, little, yeah. And I, little penis. Uh, and we used to like make fun of them. Like when I was younger, like drive past them playing sheep noises and yell at them, regular butts, drop me nuts. And <laughs> just generally be rude because we were teenagers, but it, uh, yeah, it's, I, I also try to avoid them on the road because they're, they tend to like, they, they spend a lot of time looking at their phones. So you have these big trucks, like, you know, like, no, thank you. Yeah, and I'm like, guess what? I'm on the road just the same as you are. And it's just like, yeah. if it's funny, I'm a tiny little car, and yet I seem to be a really big problem for you. <laughs> That's right. I can do this all day. Da, da, da. Yeah. Yeah. 
our gas tanks will get us a lot further than theirs. That's for sure. Oh my I goodness! Can't, yes, We're I far. can't even like. I didn't know that there were still trucks that people were driving that only get like seven miles to the gallon. I had no freaking like I had like a culture shock when I bought my RV and and the type of truck that's needed to tow it. They're they're like, yeah, I get like seven miles per gallon. And I was like. So you pay almost a dollar a gallon. A dollar a mile to go anywhere right now, like. Well, you know, just. <laughs> that's incredible yeah no my hatchback gets really 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 good gas mileage and the more i drive highway and long distance it, it's just like i can get over 400 miles to a tank of gas and i think i i think i have like a 12 gallon tank but i always fill up around 300 miles on it so i always put in about eight gallons um the thing's great i've had it for probably about 10 years now it's a 20 year old car um and I take care of it and I can't tell you how many times I've swapped out and replaced, you know, headlights, alternator, radiator, this and that, um, and to the car and it just keeps going. It's a little Korean car. And I'm like, <laughs> Ivy's going yeah. down the road, you know. Some of those some of those cars from that era is just like they were actually built to last mm -hmm. and, and have, you know, like old, old Hondas and stuff too. They have like great gas mileage. And as long as you do the maintenance, they just keep going. Yeah. I, I have a sports car and, you know, so I was not expecting like the best gas mileage. And I've been getting like 34, 35 miles per gallon, um, which is, is great for like a car that could rip up the road, you know, mm -hmm. just um, I went on my road trip and I had done the math based on being in traffic gas mileage, which I, I get more like 29 or so. And then I, w I got like 36, 37. And I was just like, that's, that's not bad, you know? And I, it's fun. And it's not my motorcycle, I got 50. So, mm -hmm. you know, nothing compares to that. But yeah, it's, I don't, I don't feel too bad driving it, driving it around and with that gas mileage, just knowing that I, you know, I can have fun with it. My cat's on my lap. Yep, here it is. It's it. Your kitty hears you singing your song, and has no idea that you're talking to a person. Yeah. It's like my my human is in distress. I shall visit them. Yeah, he's he's not a very cuddly cat. He's more of a bitey cat. Mm. So the last couple of days he's been sitting on my lap, which is new for him. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll take it. It's probably because I've been in a mood. Yeah. You know, so he feels like. He's just this face of like absolute joy when I'm scratching his chin, where he's just like, ah. Oh, yeah. Cats love that chin scratch. They're just like, oh my goodness, I'm glad I have a human. <laughs> oh. It's like this is, this is why I hired you. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep you on for another day. <laughs> I know. I my only thing is like he needs to kill the bugs. That's mm. that's paying rent right mm -hmm. there. I scratch chin, he kill bugs. Fair. and he's like no i'm just gonna play with them <laughs> but, um we can we would do this for about an hour so mm -hmm. we could probably like wrap up mm -hmm. i will do my little outro mm -hmm. thing and then um we can pause the recording and then we can say goodbye and all that okay um, did you have any other questions you want to ask me or if like i'm doing anything right now but okay. my plan is to have you back in a couple of months so 
I love that. Mm -hmm. I, I have had a great time. This is great. Here we are just chatting. I'm literally down to like this much water. So I'm going to make sure to bring more water next time because when I, I talk, man, I burn through my vocal cords like so fast. Like water is is massively important for me. Yeah, yeah. I keep my I keep my uh, water too. Always the um, yeah, I, you know, just because the podcast is so new and I just start like you're you're my fourth person that I've that I've had on and you're the first person that I'm not like uh and like someone I talk to every day type person so um I really I, I feel like it's great to get started but it'll be cool to like come back and revisit in a couple mm -hmm. of months and then plus like you'll be further into what you're doing and then we can like see what's going on and perfect and um, hopefully like your situation improves as well hopefully mine does as well um, I yeah. go into a lot of my personal situation right now, but hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I hope that, I hope that we'll both, I mean, we'll talk before then, but like, mm -hmm. I hope that we both have like, get some breaks. Right. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And then for me, for me, it's that, that break isn't time off. That break is like, here's your chance at the shot, you know, you know, take that shot, go for it. Like that's the break I'm looking for. Cause I'm like really pressing hard into things. I've got some potential yeah. things in the future. I'm lining things up and I'm like, come on, you know? So yeah, I want that break. I want that. Break. I want that for you. Thank so. you. Thank you so much. You are so sweet. You are so sweet. <laughs> and I love your makeup, by the way, your, 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 your all your clown makeup, all that is just oh. <laughs> absolutely fascinating. I am just, I am in awe. I'm in absolute awe of it. I really, really am. So I wanted to tell you that you do a fantastic job and I can't wait someday for you to be able to like do mine. I'm, I'm, yeah, I would love, I would love to do that. We'll, we'll make it happen one of these days. Once I've settled in and I have mm -hmm. a sense of things, I'll be able to start like wandering a little and. Mm -hmm. Totally would be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Come find me up here in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, and then I could see you. I could laugh at your silverfish joke live and shame everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I I do have I do have other like little one-liner jokes as well, but I don't know if you want to oh. hear them. Oh wait, we didn't do jokes. We didn't do jokes. Okay, okay. we're not done yet. No, you not. need to do some jokes. Okay. So this kind of continues with that, like if because if they get the silverfish joke i'm like i can go into the next ones or sometimes if they don't get it i'm like okay i can play into these next ones so if like i you know i tell the intro of you know why do they call them silverfish if they don't taste like fish and like i don't know why i do this when i'm on stage but like i kind of do that voice like why do they call them silverfish if they don't taste like fish I'm like why i do it like that i have no idea it just comes out but like i've got other ones where it's like sometimes i try and credit for my mom my mom always used to tell me ivy don't blame earthquakes it's not their fault and i'm like oh mom please no or or you know why is taco bell the only place you can walk to and leave with the runs no. <laughs> like i told that one um you know dental floss is just a hoax they're stringing you along you know like <laughs> stupid little jokes like those dumb little jokes. I love telling them because the audience actually kind of set up a little bit. I'm like, yeah, they're funny, you know, like that, <laughs> that kind of the little humility of just time for dumb little jokes from Ivy, you know, those kind of things. Um, that could be like a whole segment. Time for dumb jokes with Ivy. 
And there's um, there's another one that's like, I don't have it fully memorized because it's a laundry list. And literally, it actually is a laundry list. Um, and I've only told it a few times because, like, I haven't got it memorized. But basically, it's just like, yeah, me and my laundry are kind of having some issues right now. Um, you know, my tank tops are giving me the cold shoulders. Um, my bras <laughs> are kind of supporting me. My socks left, and they're giving me cold feet. Um my hoodie is trying to pull something over my eyes um <laughs> like i know there's some other ones in there but i don't quite remember like what the entirety of it is but those are just some of the <laughs> people have actually said like they like that and i was like yeah because that's one they can get like because if you tell someone about socks and they don't know yeah <laughs> what it is you know it's just kind of like but if you, you tell silverfish and they don't get it they're like what silver silver what is that yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're like, oh, I live in my second home and I've got the mortgage. I don't, I don't know what a silverfish is, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. It's like you need a picture and they'll be like, oh, that's what that's called? You know? Like... <laughs> Yum. <laughs> um, yeah, what other, what other jokes do I have? Gosh, you know, I, I don't have a lot of jokes, but I just kind of have the ones that I run through over and over again. Um, I was telling the, the Jewish ones for a while, because that's what I did starting out, because I was like, I really don't want to have to, like, write jokes. I wanted to perform more than write jokes. So, like, I, you know, the, the typical thing is, like, when you're on stage, you really don't want to diss on any races. Like, they, they definitely don't allow hate speech or anything like that in Portland. But you say anything about, like, you know, so Blacks, Asians, and, and like, you don't want to say stuff about those. But, like, if, you're, if your boss is white... And he gets three weeks of paid vacation a year. They don't care what you say about him. <laughs> Fair game. Um, and the Jewish people, they don't fucking care. Like they really don't care. Like you can say the worst things. And like me, I am Jewish. Um, and like I say jokes, and they're just like, okay, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay like to them it's just like not even it doesn't even register like i have to go to an audience member and be like yeah you have a pulse okay let me get <laughs> on the microphone and talk um i've told jokes because i did actually go to la this year with some friends and i did visit the holocaust museum and i had a family reunion um don't worry they were all dead it's okay they won't get upset um <laughs> uh and I've those those are just some those are some those are some of my first first jokes I was telling and there is another obviously Jewish comedian in Portland and they tell a similar joke to that and they told it the other night at an open mic like five people ahead of me and I'm like I wasn't planning on doing that one but definitely scratch that one off the list for right now because that joke was just told by somebody else and I was just but right. but when that happens I always have kind of a backup for it when we get like the one Jew uh, up ahead of me, when it's my turn to get up there, um, I tell them, I was like, you know, that's actually really good that you you are Jewish and so am I. And I was like, well, with with you in the room and, and me, we actually make up two thirds of the world's population in one room right now, by the way, you know, Jewish population. And people actually laugh at that <laughs> because that was something I learned at, you know, the Holocaust Museum in LA. I saw the, the percentage and the number of Jews that like died and recovered and how many exist now. And you're like, yeah, there's yeah. not very many. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. No. 
And like I have pulled another one in the past, um, and I'm trying to remember how it goes because I found it on a piece of paper, and it said Jewish cannibals, and I was like, "What was I writing down?" Because sometimes I sometimes I never write my jokes down. I literally like write down one word, and then another word with a backslash, and that is all I ever write because the rest of it's in my head. If I see it, the joke immediately like downloads or whatever like the silverfish joke and it's literally silverfish uh, slash taste say that five times fast that's very hard to say silverfish slash taste like that's all the joke i've ever written on on paper and i'm like i know that one so i was like two jewish cannibals like what yeah, what were you thinking i was like it, it took me about a day to try and remember what that was of just the most innocuous time and basically it was like yeah you never you never hear about like cannibalism like in the concentration camps like during the holocaust you never hear about this you never hear about like the jewish people like eating each other to stay alive and like you you know you never hear about that and i was like well that's you know i could i could get that because you know the nazis killed you know six million jews and even then they still couldn't get the recipe right <laughs> That was a Jewish cannibal joke. Like, yeah. I I haven't told that one probably since the beginning, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm probably gonna forget it again eventually. It's gonna like lapse out of memory. But um, I I really like dark humor, <laughs> and it can be. I have to be very careful with that because some people just can't. Mm -hmm. They just like there are some memes out there that are just amazing, mm -hmm. but people cannot handle them. And so like I have the people that are safe, safe, dark meme people, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's uh, yeah. So I I imagine that's got to be if you're prone because I did notice some of your jokes were like your your uh, Yelp yes. suicide joke, you know, no. and I was like. And I thought I also told that one to my son, and he also laughed. And like, and I, I like, um, I was like, I could see how some people would like. They just wouldn't, mm -hmm. you know. But it totally tracks for my sense of humor. Yeah, I, I go really dark, and then when the other, like, with that the suicide Yelp pages, like when the comet gets up on stage afterwards to follow me or the host, they're just like. They're like, how do I follow this? Like, I literally just like devastate the room with that joke. I'm just like, wow, oh my gosh! Like, if if you can get people who have been doing comedy for years, like, to just like floor get floored by that, I'm like, gotcha. Like, I, I love a dark sense of humor. Um, you know, I'm. I love, I love to have fun. I have good energy, but yeah, I drop that joke every now and then, and people are just like wow and you know i i had to, i tied it and i'm learning still to like tie in my jokes with one another if i've got time and i'm able to so i had done this one of the last sets i did was at the like, shilling cider house and i told the joke of like what's the checklist for you know you know you've been in portland what can you check off your list you're like okay transgender Okay, cool. I'm transgender in Portland. Uh, have you worked at Starbucks? Yes. You know, have you ever gone over to Gresham to sell your prescription medication? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so at the end of the, at the end of the Yelp pages one with suicide, you know, basically it's like, I basically said, I was like, I, you know, in my review, da, 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 I'm going to give my suicide one star because, 
you know, instead of going over to Gresham, you know, I hung myself instead of going over to Gresham to sell my prescription medication. Like I tied it back around and I got like a laugh from people and I was like, okay, cool. We're bringing it back around. And I was like, that's so hard to do that. Cause you've got to go through all these jokes and find out which pieces can connect and, and loop back around. And I think that's, that's definitely a good work of a comedian right there is to be able to interconnect your jokes and and like streamline them and get laughs and i'm learning how to do that but wow is it hard so, yeah. yeah that's you're literally you're literally actively learning a new skill that like you could spend the rest of your life per basically perfecting yes even though yeah. there's probably no perf there's probably no perfect it never ends it's it never an ongoing thing yeah that's cool it's great for your brain. I mean, that it really is. actively learning is great for your brain. Mm -hmm. So stay sharp. Mm -hmm. And like you, and it, here's the thing is like your brain doesn't shut off from this. You know, it's, it's the one job where just when you, when you're done with the job, you don't clock out. Like you're a comic, you're a comedian, you're that 24 seven. That is you. And like, you can be in the most serious of situations or just hanging out with friends and you're just like, oh my God, this is perfect. And your friends are like, we're not, we're not comedians. So I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, <laughs> and it's just like, you go into full comic mode and it's just like, in your head, you see it happening and you're like, can I ever stop, stop doing this? I'm like, nope, like this all is rolling, you know? So every everything is like potential material and that's, the show Seinfeld was about that. Like whenever he did his like, why does this go over here? Like that, like whenever he was doing his stand-up is because in the show, the show was always material for, you know, Jerry to learn what to do for his stand-up. So it always incorporated into that. Um, and that's basically just all Seinfeld ever was, was like this guy's boring or whatever life he had. And then he would just translate it into the stand-up show. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's exactly it right there. That's life um, in general. So, I I was never I never I can't do sitcoms. I have a really hard time mm -hmm. with them, so I didn't watch them. But I did really enjoy the series that he did the coffee coffee with comedians or coffee you know, was it whatever the car coffee. one or something like yeah yeah okay. yeah I, I can't remember what it's called, but I I watched yeah. most of it and enjoyed it a lot. Okay. I've never, I've never seen that one, but I am aware of it because it was like, it would always pop up on different channels or streaming or whatever it was and clips of it or something. And I'm like, I was like, I don't really want to watch that right now. But yeah, like Seinfeld was never like my favorite show. Like I watched it. Like I, like I could see where like the humor was. It's funny. But for me, like, I don't know. I was never like that, that into the show. Like I liked older sitcoms and like as time went on, Honestly, I kind of feel like sitcoms just kind of got worse. Like they did. Like I really like yeah. the old ones. Like the laugh track on MASH, like always, always bugs me. Like no matter what, I've like I've heard there's versions where the laugh track is cut out and it's just dark as shit. I'm like, okay, maybe <laughs> the laugh track needs to be in there because without it, you're like, yeah, that show gets really dark. But like I grew up watching like. Taxi, um, Cheers, you know, you name it. Those the shows back then, um, I really enjoyed those. And like I can watch those and I'm not bothered by the laugh track. But you start to get into the nineties and later, and I'm like, 
this is I can't stand it. It's just it really bugs yeah. me. But oh, I think shows. Thinking about I, you know, you mentioned those shows, mm -hmm. and I literally I watched them and liked them as a kid, and I didn't think about them as sitcoms mm -hmm. the way that these other shows that mm -hmm. I don't like I th thought about. There's I like I love like Red Dwarf, mm -hmm. um, and IT Crowd. There's the, the British mm -hmm. shows, and they're like uh, they have the laugh track, and the laugh track is a little painful, but I love the dry humor. Mm -hmm. It like you know. It, it works for me. There's a uh, black books is another good one. That one has really dark humor, but um, yeah, a lot of the American stuff, the newer stuff is just not, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, yeah. I just go, Nope, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I can, like, if you're asking me to name a sitcom right now, that's on, I'm like, I, I have no idea. I don't, I really don't know. I can't think of a single, uh, single like sitcom that's, like streaming or on the air or anything i'm like yeah i'm oblivious yeah. to it. i really am so like and i know they've been like bringing back shows with like you know through like streaming services and stuff like that but i'm like i have no idea it's like when i tell people i do comedy you know and it, it's funny by different ages people tell me the funniest things when i tell them you know i'm a stand-up comedian if they're if they're a boomer age they they'll ask me like they don't really do a lot of podcast um they'll ask me like maybe like they're like if i know about jeff dunham and i'm like please don't please don't i'm like i get it jeff dunham is funny he's a very good performer <laughs> but i'm like for me jeff dunham is like not where my sense of humor is at like i that's fine that some people find jeff dunham funny but like if like that is your end-all be-all capsule of of comedy and i'm like yeah no and you know i'll get a younger i'll get a younger person and you know i'll tell them you know i'm i'm I do stand up comedy and they're like, oh yeah, my parents like listen to this one guy, and I'm like, okay, thank you. You clearly don't listen to comedy at all. Um, <laughs> so I get like a variety of people, and or they'll ask me, do you listen to the podcast? Like you get someone like younger than Gen X, yeah. Do you listen to like this podcast? They had this one guy on it. I was like, I don't. I try and listen to people's podcasts as much as I can, but I'm like, there's only so much time in the day, and comedy podcasts are really not what I listen to at all like i totally get it now because i used to be like people work in hollywood like why do they not know about the movies that are made like when you're working away at this shit you have no idea what is going on and you just don't care what somebody else is doing so i was like i get that showbiz mindset now i'm like i get that with just making content online mm -hmm. i i like i felt really guilty for a mm -hmm. while that I wasn't consuming content very much, mm -hmm. but I realized I'm a content creator mm -hmm. and I literally do not have the bandwidth. So I do the best I can and I try to be supportive in certain ways, but mm -hmm. I cannot just sit there and scroll and I don't, I don't enjoy it anyways. I want to be doing stuff, you know? Um, I do have a few friends that do podcasts and I will put it on like if I'm driving or cleaning or something and make sure they get their listens and stuff, but I don't. I also don't have a lot of bandwidth for listening to podcasts and, mm -hmm. you know, um, it just, yeah, it's, 
you know, I don't know if that's the, the Hollywood thing or it's literally just a side effect of being a creator is your focus goes into creating and not consuming. I will say you are probably about 100% on that as like a, a content creator, whether, you know, you're doing something like this or I'm doing something on stage as a stand-up comedian, I would say that's a content creator as well. Um, yeah, it's just like you create so much and do so much that you're like, I don't, you know, unless it's just like, you know what, my friend's show is, you know, they're doing their thing. I'm going to check that out. I usually have to pass on like all of it, but you know, like if it's a friend's thing, like I'll definitely do my best to tune in because I have a personal invested interest in it and stuff like that. But if not, <laughs> there's so much content out there. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm like, guys, I there is. I don't know i don't know who this person is like there's like some podcast by some aaron guy i'm like i don't i don't know i'm sorry i don't <laughs> I like, yeah. there's there's me you can you can check out some you can share like my content and they're like no right? nope <laughs> dude right like i'm like why are you sending sending me all this stuff and you haven't even liked one of my things like come on like you have time for that but you, you can't give me 30 seconds like you know, I don't expect people to listen to my podcast, but like my other stuff, if I post a photo mm -hmm. or um, my, you know, my Etsy shop stuff, like if I post that, it takes like 10 seconds tops to process that you've seen the post and then share it. And they just, I cannot get people to share my stuff. And I'm like, mm -hmm. but they keep sending me stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, you're consuming. You just thought consuming fine. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. Like people have been, people ask me for a long time, you know, I want to see content yours. I want to see content of yours. So, you know, back to the habeas corpus thing. Let's drag that corpse on in here. And I'm like, where'd everybody go? I'm like, here, right. right here, here it is. And then like, I look like how many views have this got and likes? And I'm like, wow, this is have crowd online here and then sometimes though some of my stuff will just absolutely take off like the most innocuous like clip and i'm like well why was this the popular one and then like <laughs> it off and you know i get a bunch of like mean comments and i'm like okay and like but like i get hundreds and hundreds of views and shares i was like that's so random i don't know what it is but that's, yeah, that's I had so, had a post do really well on Sunday. Mm. Like I got like 4,000 views mm. on Twitter. Yeah. And then I got like 200 likes, which is like unheard of yeah. for me. I'm like, I'm a 20, 20 likes cap mm -hmm. type person. And, um, and I was just like, wow. And it wasn't, I got a couple of rude comments. So I was like, oh, I succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> the mean people found me. <laughs> right, because with Twitter, no matter what it is, traction is traction. And I think that's what kind of keeps me there is like, even when people shit in your face, like the algorithm is like, you are popular. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take it. Um, yeah, I had, I had in July, I had a picture of me like, go up to like over 400 likes and like crazy and i ended up getting like over 200 new followers on instagram and all it was is me wearing like my my pink like top with like the shreds in it and i'm like i have a blue version i have a black version it's all the same damn shirt i just have different colors <laughs> of it and like it had been super hot outside and i walked into the gym where's air conditioning and like like you could see like poking through 
<laughs> I've posted worse content than that, more risque, and yet that one was the one that took off with people. And even when I repost it, it still takes off. I was like, I don't get it. What is the appeal here? Like, it makes no sense to me why, like, yeah. this is the big thing that they want. I'm like, I don't know, but here I am. So. <laughs> the more the more risque I post, the less it's like people look away. They're like, oh, no, like, it's weird. I get like, like half the likes. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, all right, I'm just no more thirsty Thursdays for you guys. You're not appreciating it. So. <laughs> right. Same. I have to cut back for a while on some things myself because I'm like, hey, here's the goods. And people are like, okay, then nope. Yeah. No goods for you. Yep. I was like, I can look in the mirror myself and I don't need another person. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, Social media is weird. It is very, very strange. I'll never understand it. It's so superfluous and just like, it's, it would think it would be, it, they would, people would have the audacity just to gear it the right way and do the right thing. But it is so, it's, it's almost as lopsided as politics and shit like that. Oh definitely and it is it's it is political without being law i will say that social media is it is absolutely it's, it's like we didn't we we'd never got to leave the junior high popularity contest mm -hmm. and there's like an algorithm mm -hmm. that is intentionally manipulating us to behave in certain ways so that they can make money off of us mm -hmm. it's not even for us no. if it was for us we would have the option to either use the algorithm or to have like a straight like back in the day like on live journal and stuff i don't know if you use that mm -hmm. but it was like you know it was time stamped and you saw everything in order of the of when it was posted mm -hmm. so you just saw who you followed like that's all i want is to see who i follow and that's it. I don't want the algorithm to decide which posts I'm going to see because more often than not, it doesn't show me what I would prefer to see. You know, like it's showing me something that's like the popular kid posts. And I'm like, I don't care about that. I want to see the real shit. Like, mm -hmm. I agree. Like, and I found with Twitter, um, the more you interact with a certain person, their stuff is going to start to pop up. But like let's say like you and I are liking each other's posts, but maybe in a few days you you like you either didn't like the content I posted or you got busy with something else and like you missed some of the posts that I posted. Um it starts to drop a little bit. And I'm not sure if this is actually like legit, but this is kind of how I've interpreted it. Like you'll you'll stay in my feed and I'll stay in your feed, but as as the the interaction begins to lessen we'll see less of each other until like something else starts to kind of take its place. So I've had some people that I'm like, did this person like quit? They leave Twitter. What happened? And I go and I'm like, wow, they're, they still follow me. They, there's all kinds of crazy content on their, you know, their, their Twitter page. And I'm like, but I haven't seen a lick of it. And so I'll start to like their stuff and stuff like that and interact with them. And they start interacting back and all of a sudden, bam, they're right in my feed. Like they never left. And like, it's really weird like that. But so like, they basically like shoo you away if like there's little interaction and like, you gotta get that person back. And most yeah. of the time I found it's by, it's annoying, but sometimes I turn the no notifications on and it's just like, okay, yeah, I don't need to be notified of their post every time. I like just kind of finding it in my feed. So that's also a hard thing is just like, is, the, is this someone that I want to be notified about every time? Or is this someone that like, 
I want to come across their stuff, you know. So I've got like a few people and some things for notifications that I'm like, yeah, I want to see what they're posting because they don't post a lot. But if it's like everybody all the time, all at once, I'm like, please don't. I can't do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, TikTok's similar to that. Like, um, like when you first add somebody, you see them more. Mm -hmm. If you engage with them, you'll see them a little bit more. But literally, like, if I go look at my friend's page, I see like the same eight people, even though I'm following like 800 people, mm -hmm. you know, and, and a lot of the people that are following me, they're following thousands of people. And so there's just, you know, like I, so I have like 6,000 followers on TikTok and, and I will get like, you know, 60 to 80 likes mm -hmm. on my stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not, um, it doesn't, it's obviously that the people are mm -hmm. not, follow me aren't seeing me right so yeah. it's, it's like and it it's just frustrating like that people work so hard to make the content and then the algorithm just goes eh, mm. you know yeah i can i can definitely agree like i used to make a lot of content on youtube um but it started to get harder and like i was like okay i'll put more production quality into it it still, it still didn't help. And I was like, I'm, ex I'm exhausted. I'm like, I cannot put this effort into every single video just to get 25 likes and then for my video to disappear. And if the more you make content, even if it's good, if it gets less likes, YouTube, YouTube's algorithm is so mean. It will just hundred percent like bury you alive. Um, but like, if you make one lousy video and then walk away, like you somehow get into the algorithm with youtube and like you get more likes and you're just like i don't i don't get this like this this you know once you, that's interesting yeah once you get into the hang of like making bigger production stuff you kind of want to stay in that swing because if you stop you're like ah, i don't want to pick this back up again and so yeah. youtube shames you if you don't get the likes it's not about the quality of your content it's about the likes i was like oh fuck off youtube but forgive me for yeah <laughs> I'm already out of water right. and my throat's already dried up. So I, oh, no. I think I have a ball of um, water around here somewhere. I don't know what I did with it. I don't know. Maybe hang on. <laughs> I have it somewhere. It's hiding. It is. Okay. So what I'll do is I actually do have a whole bottle of water here and I'll just go with this. Yeah, I started making videos for YouTube um, for their RV stuff, mm -hmm. and I just, I straight up said in, like, one of the first videos, I don't care about production, like, I don't give a shit about any of that, I'm just gonna, I, it's literally just gonna be very, like, candid stuff that I'm gonna piece together and then upload, and I'm not gonna worry, because I don't want to commit mm -hmm. to that level of work, I just, it is, it's gonna be what it is, and that's it, you know, and if that makes it so less people see me i don't i literally it it just makes me happy making the content and when i get tired of it i won't do it anymore that's good um i'll have to subscribe to your to your channel so cool yeah yeah they're i try to keep the videos like under 15 minutes so they're not like super long. okay well, cool and you do you do your do you do your makeup or is this like the rv stuff Sometimes I do the makeup mm -hmm. stuff on there. Um, I would like to do more of that, but I, I haven't been able to do my makeup in a few months. But um, right now it's just the RV stuff because I, I'm i like, 
I call it RV noob because <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. And so I was like, I'm just going to share with people that I have no idea what I'm doing. And, and then like some people, they know RVs really well. They're going to watch it and be like, well, duh. But there's a lot of people like my friends, especially who have no exposure to RVs. So like every single video, they're like, oh, I had no idea about that or whatever. And um, and it's also a good outlet for like the stress that I'm dealing with because it's been like every single thing that could go wrong has gone wrong, mm -hmm. you know? And so like I can talk about that and then also share what I'm doing to fix it and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's been, it gives me like a positive outlet for my frustration basically. Um, and I've gotten compliments on it. People say it's, they like enjoy it. So that's cool. I didn't really expect that. I don't really expect people to like my stuff. I just, I'm always really, really mm -hmm. pleased when they do. <laughs> right? I feel the same way. Like it enlightens me like, wow, somebody actually liked my content. This is great. Like me personally, I'd, I'd love to just talk nerdy stuff and, you know, just kind of do, you know, talk books or something like that. Those are my passions, but like nobody ever seems interested. So I'm just like, well, <laughs> tits out i'm like are people interested now <laughs> and like people are like <laughs> yeah you know, get all like excited <laughs> yeah it's like oh my god people i'm like well now that i've got them in here i'm gonna pull them in and like look i like nerdy stuff and then they're like oh yeah okay and i'm like that's the whole point is just like okay just lure them in with a little bit of flesh and that's i'm like I try my job. I never, yeah. I never learned to do that. I should have done that in my younger years because I was like into the nerdy stuff, mm -hmm. but I never used my wiles mm -hmm. to to get what I wanted, mm -hmm. you know. And maybe I should have learned to do that. And the clown stuff is the most feminine that mm -hmm. I've ever been. Like I'm just, I'm just mm -hmm. me. I'm not anything. And like uh, the for whatever reason, most of the clown stuff comes out like really, really feminine. So it's been interesting because the way that people me they perceive me mm -hmm. as being female in a way that mm -hmm. i'm not i'm mm -hmm. you know before my health issues mm -hmm. i was the person that i did all the work on my vehicles i worked on my friends vehicles i did like my own house repairs i mm -hmm. i just do whatever i feel like doing and there's no like you know i just i didn't wear makeup i didn't you know i still don't wear makeup normally mm -hmm. i don't it just um yeah and and i'm knowledgeable and i put it out there like i don't you know i make i make men who are insecure uncomfortable because i don't let them be the know-it-alls right <laughs> um and they're usually wrong so <laughs> but uh it it's been interesting because i've treated especially on twitter it's really bad on twitter the way the men talk to me God. they talk to me like i'm like small and stupid and i'm like do you have any idea like who you're talking to like at all like i am neither of those things <laughs> yeah. I take up lots of space and I am smart. Yeah, it's funny when like they try and approach you about things and you're just like, um, right, okay, like, yeah, no, this is like, if you were next to me in a bar, <laughs> I'm gonna laugh in your <laughs> face. And so I usually come back with something wittier with a retort and they're like, oh, um, okay, um, they didn't expect it. I was like, yeah. It, I've got personality, like, I'm, because they think I'm, like, some, like, e-girl or, you know, some, I'm like, mm -mm, honey, I'm not, something <laughs> a bit more to me, you know. Right. So, yeah. personality, I posted that today, it was just pictures of me, I said, personality is sexy, and I'm like, that's 100% true, it, 
that that tops everything else like yep. we've seen so many pretty girls on the internet and yet if they don't have personality i'm like wow yeah <laughs> like, i was like as soon as that those looks are gone honey what do you got left like it's got to be who you are like you can be pretty on top of that but i'm like there's got to be a little bit of substance to your style so right yeah do i don't like that? I, I don't even a lot of the people that are seen as like pretty just like i don't see it like at all it's just not how i see people to me it's it is literally like mm -hmm. the body language the personality the integrity like all of these things are what shape the way that i see a person and then that like that's what makes them shine or be yucky you know and um so to me like a lot of the stuff that makes like say celebrities attractive i find not they're not like especially a lot of the male actors are, are quite non-symmetrical and just bulbous and not you know i'm like i don't want to wake up next to that face like <laughs> well, I so, yeah. me a kiss in the morning <laughs> <laughs> And, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just seems all very like arbitrary. Like people just collectively like agree what's attractive and then yeah. it doesn't mean anything at all. Same. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm always just like, I'm like, they're boring. I don't like them. I'm like, yeah. and there's some out there that I'm like, mm. and it's like, I don't know. It's a lot of older ones I do find attractive. Cause I feel like older actors and actresses were, were more of thespians and, you know, they were, like they had a different range of acting now like, actors and all this stuff in this day and age yeah like i like tilda tilda swinton mm, like, yes she's sweet yeah. i like her she has i love how she has this androgynous aspect to her where like she's both masculine and feminine at the same time and like there's just there's something beautiful about that yeah you know and i just I, th I think that's great because I'm like, I can't think of another person that's like that. Um, yeah, Tilda, Tilda is, God, Tilda's beautiful. Yeah, there's, and, and she's a very good actress. Mm -hmm. And then from what I've read about her as a person, she's very interesting and like a good person and stuff. And I, I almost feel like the less you hear about celebrities, the more likely that they are like a good person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, Tilda is one that like, I've never heard about off like camera. Like I've heard about other celebrities off camera and everything and stage, but like Tilda's one, like me, like I couldn't tell you. I'm like, I would assume that they're similar to who they are on screen, but I'm like, I personally have no idea, but that's actually kind of nice to hear like that they're at, like, you know. Yeah. Um, I have to pee. <laughs> we are almost two hours into this yeah i'll probably yeah i think i think that's probably a good breaking yeah. time is when my if my bladder is like ah mm -hmm. uh, i've been ignoring it for about a half an hour so. <laughs> um but yeah so um like i said before you don't have to hang up right away i'll stop the recording and then we can like say goodbye and stuff mm -hmm. but um thank you for joining me i've had lots of fun and um yeah, and thanks everybody for listening. Bye.